0: Like i die glad i the funeral of these last rites, cause I know what he saw in that reflection of light on the glass. What's up for of my
1: That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is another episode of Hang with the Cool. I am here with my brother, you know, the, um, the richest man in Kentucky, so to speak. Jesus. You know I'm saying? The, and the avid, lifelong supporter of your New York Mets. Mets, 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 Mets. I got
2: Sidicus Leviticus. AKA Sid Park. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's good, bro? Um, I'm chilling, man. Like I said, um uh, happier than uh I, like I said, I don't I don't know if the word is happy, but I'm I'm functioning at a at a level better than most days today. Okay. And this week and in, in, as a in, in general, I guess, kind of just you know, doing just finding what makes me happy lately in life. That's that's been like the goal recently. So
1: I'm not an avid yearly baseball watcher. I tune in during the playoffs, mm-hmm. but this season has been very much more interesting than most seasons. Um.
2: Yes and no. Like I I think as a baseball fan, there have been more surprises mm-hmm. than what we would expect in a regular baseball season. And we have thought like some of the things that we have thought uh, would happen or should happen, haven't happened. And I also think that there's like some, like I guess some generational bad luck that is not as prominent anymore. Like the Seattle Mariners going to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, the Phillies are going to the playoffs for the first time in Mm -hmm. since 2000. since
0: 2011
2: I think and those were like the two longest uh playoff droughts in the MLB so like those being broken are like yeah I I guess interesting is more and then there's there's just been a lot of young talent in the MLB that uh that that's popped up this year that um that has been really refreshing for um for a lot of fans just because you know it it's It's young talent. It's people of color who are very talented, and you know these are, for all intents and purposes, young black men getting paid. So you know, it's it's nice to see the brothers get paid. It's good to see that too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's for me. There's like eight. There's throughout this season, this regular season, there were like eight or nine things in baseball that were going on. You have, you have, you have Aaron Judge and his, his him just hitting dingers. You got, you got Albert Pujols going for seven hundred. Right. You got Shohei being amazing. You got, uh, you got, you got the Braves and the Mets saying who this whole season seeing who's going to be, who's going to end up with the division. You have, you also you have Seattle and Philly breaking playoffs. It's like things.
3: Right. There, <laughs> there
2: are very much moments in this year's MLB that. That maybe weren't always apparent in, in last year's MLB. And so I, and it could just be virtue of, you know, the people that you follow on Twitter being more avid baseball fans than usual and everything like, you know, everything is more, more so in your proximity than other years. Um, But yeah, no, this baseball season has been, has been really enjoyable. Like uh, I know the Mets just lost, uh, just got swept in the series with the, uh, with the Braves, but um they're still on pace for a hundred win season, which is like unheard of in my lifetime. It's just, which is really cool. I, I think I tell this story every time I talk about. Uh, I talk about wait, the Mets.
1: Wait, when when y'all went to the World Series some years ago, there wasn't a hundred win team
2: in twenty fifteen. Hell no, yeah. no, wait, no.
1: Ninety two, it was. Ah. Was...
2: Uh, tsh- I couldn't even tell you. They, I, I don't think. Yeah, they went. They went ninety and seventy-two. Oh.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. So finished first in the NL East. Uh, lost. Lost to the Kansas City Royals, but yeah, they were not a hundred-win team. I think the last hundred-win team might have been two thousand six.
3: Oh
2: no, they two thousand six. They had ninety-seven wins, so maybe two thousand. Yeah. two thousand they had ninety four wins, so no, I've not seen a Mets hundred win team in my life.
1: hilarious.
2: yeah, so you yeah. know it's it's part of it's it's part of you know the i i'm i am partial to understand how Mets fans feel when you know you won a hundred games and then a team playing at a hundred and fourteen win pace does what they do in the last meaningful series of the year or what should have been the last meaningful series of the year, depending on how their next series is played. And I understand like the frustration and everything like that, but you know, we're on pace for a hundred wins. It's, it's still a very special year. And it's, it's just a culture change year where, um, you know, I, I don't know many people who have seen their teams won a hundred, uh, you know, besides like my Yankee fans, friends and my Dodgers fan friends, but, few and far between more or less so you know it's it's one of those things where you you got to enjoy what, what what you see and like i said i i feel like i tell this story every time like I, I talk about the mets in public or anything like that my grandmother she uh she's mets fan came to america whole nine yards uh grew up in new york all this other stuff and um you know my my earliest bedtime stories were the uh the stories about the 1986 Mets won in the World Series like her perspective everything like that so yeah like this was you know it it would I was born for this I I'm from Queens everything like that so like you know it's just one of those situations where it I don't think I could be any less disappointed in the Mets like or any more just dis- like you know, it's, mm-hmm. th- this is going to be a lifetime relationship, whether I want it to or not. Just because, like, between the family history and just the the feeling and everything like that, it's it's very difficult for me to to get to a stopping point and be like, no, this is it, this is the last straw. Like, yeah, you know,
1: there there will never be a last straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I'm, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get into baseball again. Do it yeah, I think I'm gonna get into the baseball again. I'm look, I'm not an Astros fan unless they win the World Series. I just it because it's so much fun. I am I, I, very much an avid person of, you know, more cheating equals more success. So yeah,
2: baseball, baseball is a game for cheaters, which is fine. Yeah, like well, I I like the cheating aspect of baseball, yeah, and I I think um Max Scherzer talked about it this year, um where he was talking they they um they have a system called the PitchCom um where you know it translates uh, it gives you like little sequences that translates the the pitches that your catcher wants you to throw and they put it in the shortstop's hat they put it in the pitcher's hat they you know they it it's it's uh kind of it's a way to get around uh, having to use signs to to do things in baseball, which is, you know, I, I think it's pretty lame. But Max Scherzer was talking about it, and he was like, you know, it takes some of the nuance away from the game of baseball. Which uh, which I very much do agree that um, you know, it's 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 a mind game. So if I am a pitcher and I leak signs, um, you know, as as a hitter, that is your right to use those signs to translate whatever, and then it is my job as a pitcher. To change up those signs and change up uh, the psychological game of baseball to for those signs to l- no longer be valid, so you're now feeding false information. So I, I very much think that it's a uh, I, I think cheat- the cheating aspect of baseball is is very much a psychological thing. That you know if, if you're gonna do it, do it. Like I'm I'm fine with that. But mm-hmm. like when when that when that sequence or process changes. You know that's also part of the game, and it's 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 just paying attention. So you know, I I'm always here for things that make you pay more attention to to baseball, just because you know it's uh it's a game that should be paid attention to. I, I think baseball is very much connected to many different things in American history. So you know, it you know, if you can pay more attention to it, even at the cruxes when when it comes to stuff like pitching and cheating and steroids and all that other shit, then like you know you can. You know, it's 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 just – it is what it is. But I, I I enjoy cheating in baseball.
1: Yeah, and, like, for, for everybody who – tell you the same thing to everybody who was, like, you know, yelling at the Astros. I said, let me tell you something. If Jose Altuve hit the open market right now <laughs> – You pay him. You would, you, you get, you're you going to get – Just simply play off Jose Altuve is, is – is a fucking it, it doesn't make sense.
2: I mean, you saw what happened. Carlos Correa got signed. Yeah. Garrett Cole got signed. So, you know, this whole virtue signal cheating thing for baseball—it's—it's it's whatever. I don't.
1: Yeah, the Astros would at least have two Super Bowls of Garrett Cole, two World Series of Garrett Cole was like used.
2: <laughs> right. I forgot they had one World the World Series where I he should have been match. a reliever. Yeah. Was yeah. A match
1: before he was in the Yankees.
2: Yep. Like yep, that was the last Garrett, one. They, they,
1: they, you just ride with Garakota, 2 to World Series
4: champions. Mhm.
1: Champions and then the Braves then the Braves were just too good last year for me. I was just like, "Oh, Jesus. You gotta have to you have to pull a rabbit out of your ass to beat the Braves."
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, baseball is one of those things where when you get hot, you get hot, and it's hard to it's hard to mitigate that. So, you know, it's a game of ebbs and flows that allows – it's going to be what it's going to be at the end of the day, which which sucks, but, like, I think that's part of the fun of it. And I think that's why you need a 162-game season because, like, there's no there, – there's no judging baseball in 60 games. There's no – like, that's – I did that in 2020, and it was – it was a mess. Was, like No one oh, really knew what was going oh, go was on. Terrible. Yeah, the Dodgers won. Everyone knows the Dodgers don't win.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you give the Dodgers 60 games and the play, what? Oh, yeah. Well, just hand them, hand them the trophy.
2: Yeah, their, their manager, uh, Dave Roberts, love the guy. Uh, older black guy. He doesn't know how to manage in the in the postseason, which is fine. Like, you know, that's part of it. But, you know, he can manage his ass off during during the year because of how talented the team is. So you give you tell them, Yo, you know, you got to play 65 games to win a World Series. They're going to win that World Series because it's, it's the Dodgers. They're, their best season ever is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening this season and it doesn't even feel important. That's just how crazy the Dodgers are. Or how crazy they've been within the last five, five, six years. So, you know, we baseball is fun. I, I enjoy baseball a lot more than I enjoy other sports nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just finally caught over the One Piece manga. And I you talk about somebody who was so thankful that we are out of that that we are studying <laughs> those goddamn sense. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus. Oh so much. So I had to do so much back reading. I had to just so much back reading. I was like, okay, I'm reading this. I was like, wait, wait, wait how we get here? Let me go all the way back. You know, all the way back. I was like, oh, I oh, would we just would do it out and fucking, fucking like, yeah, I was just fucking. Fucking Sabo's being accused of being a murderer. I was like, this, this is, this is, this is my kind of going on right here. We, yeah, you know, Bonnie, Bonnie's look like Bonnie looks at uh, Luffy's like wanting post and she's like, "Why are you so white?" And then when Luffy goes, "Oh, that's just me when I'm free," I was like, "Oh, Luffy's been stressed out." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like yeah. this I, I was like oh okay oh Luffy's been oh, he's been depressed yeah stressed out I was like oh this okay this makes a whole bunch of sense I was, I was like oh, okay it took it took it took us a thousand episodes to get to the point where he just stopped caring wow this is yeah this is um
2: <laughs>
4: yeah
2: <laughs> I'm I'm all caught up on one piece thankfully um I've I've had such a good time reading one piece like people give it a lot of shit for being uh you know the the I, I i wouldn't even know what to call it at this point like it's it's not a story it's an epic like it's it's like it's like the the odyssey basically that that's how i feel about one piece one piece is like a japanese odyssey at this point um but yeah pe- people give it a lot of shit for being as many chapters as it is and for for being for going on as long as it has but like i I think I started. I picked up on One Piece when uh, when I dropped out of college in 2015. Yeah, when I dropped out of college in 2015, I I went home, didn't know what to do. I was like, you know what? It a hell of a time to start One Piece. Tried to figure out where it, it uh, where it stopped, like during four kids when I was like, however old I was when it was on like fox mornings or whatever i figured out it was Skypea and never looked back
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i'm i'm so thankful that i did just because talk about like storytelling and threads and relevant information and everything like it's just a lot of long-term storytelling and a lot of long-term information that that i i think is really good um some people have their feelings about long-term storytelling and and having this many story threads going on at once. But I, I think the thing that separates One Piece from a lot of the other stories that feel this way that kind of burn out is that um there, there there always feels like when you're at a moment where you're going to burn out, there is something that makes you want to pick the story back up. And it and it feels like uh more relevant information coming out regardless Of how burned out you feel. So like. I I think the first time. I really started to get burned out with one piece. Was. um, Was when they were in the archipelago. Saba Odi archipelago. I, I felt really burnt out. But then they introduced the new generation. Or the worst generation. So I was like oh that's cool. Law looks really cool. Kid looks really cool. Like All these guys look really cool. So I'm into it. And then after that they completely shake shit up and separate the entire crew for two years and i was like okay i i feel a little mad about this but then they they bounce back with with fucking ace who was the coolest character in in the world at the time so like you know every time it feels like you want to you want to check out it just, it just gives you a little something that says you know what here we go and then i after the after the time skip i was just like okay that's that's just a, a fuck ton of information. Like, I'm sad. I'm emotional. Everything like that. And then they go, yeah, well, everyone else feels that way, too. But the military decided that the two most important people in the military are going to fight over control. And then you have Aokiji and, uh, and Akainu fighting. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. Well, these two niggas fighting like uh, ice nigga and a fire nigga you got to know how that fight goes yeah. you get tired at the end of that and then you get Do <laughs> Flamingo and sabo so it's just like you know it's there there's never a, a lack of information that makes you want to continue reading the story which which i think is like really cool with one piece and it, it makes me really happy when i when i sit down and read it
1: yeah it it gets like when you we we get out of oneo now i'm back to fantasy book and everything cuz so i don't know so I was like not, you know, I'm saying people accuse the cyber, cyber for murder. Fucking Vegapunk has titties. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you know right. I'm saying you because 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 of Caesar, because of everything that Punk has, it, they they build this image of what you think Vegapunk looks like. And all no, all of a sudden, it's this very very beautiful woman with a robot and titties. And I was like, oh, this oh, I thought. I thought Vegapunk looked like Caesar. <laughs> right. So it's just like, so I'm just all oh, I'm intrigued. And so like I'm I'm intrigued to see, you know what I'm saying? Like Sabo and Luffy reunite if that happens. I'm intrigued to see um what happens. I'm intrigued to see what happens on Egg Island. I'm in, I'm intrigued to see this whole next phase because Wano has lasted what, three years?
2: Three years, Two? yeah.
1: Yeah, three years, and mm-hmm. like Wano... <laughs> why was a pandemic in itself.
2: Like <laughs> it shit, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was a pandemic in itself, and it's like as far as as far as the epi- as far as, as far as like the episodes go, you know, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna watch. I'm probably gonna watch. The, I'm not gonna watch it all the way through until it's all the way over. I'm probably gonna skip a few. But I'm probably gonna watch whenever whatever the Gear 5 transformation happens. Twitter will let us know. Like, everybody will let us know that episode. And probably probably, we'll probably watch four episodes after that. And then I'm probably going to skip to the conclusion. And then I'm going to get consistently, I'm going to get back to once they leave.
2: Yeah. I think the last episode of One Piece that I watched was, or the last episodes I watched were (laughs) Luffy and Doflamingo. And then at the dub, I stopped at uh, Punk Hazard.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Uh... I'm probably only going to watch the dub because I want to see who voices Kaido. Right. I'm probably not going watch it, to watch it, but I just want to see who mm-hmm. voices Kaido. That's all I want.
2: Right. Yeah, I'll I'll probably never watch Wano if we're being completely honest. Like
1: I think it's it's, it's Wano. I do not want uh, Luffy's fucking dub voice actor. To, I don't want to see like the Game 5 transformation might be oh, might ruin my give <laughs> me edit. But right. I want to see Wano, and if adult dope Mamona Suke has, has a voice.
2: Oh yeah, I I wanna see him as a dragon, like his voice and what that sounds like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, once I yeah, once I got to once I once I once I got to in the Mac, I'm like, wait, how did this happen? And I was like, oh I was like, oh, as things are changing, he's growing. So as shit is changing, he's fucking growing.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So but nah, man, I'm
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm. I'm not. I was saying earlier. I'm not watching Boruto. Don't you can't make me do it. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Going on. I'm excited for Chainsaw Man. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that anime plays out. But nah, like I'm excited for anime. Are you excited for Knicks basketball?
2: Always, always. Um, I am not as loyal to the Knicks. As I am the Mets, but um, I can't imagine rooting for anyone else in that way. You know, um, I have I have problems with with some things and some people. I have a I have a problem with Julius Randle. Not in not in a way that I think Julius Randle is bad at basketball. I think Julius Randle and Obi Toppin uh, occupy the same talent niche. And I think Obi is younger, and costs less, and I just like him more. I've donated to his uh, his mom's classroom. She's a she's a school teacher in Brooklyn, so I've I've donated books to her classroom before, and everything like that. I've donated money. So you know, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where it's it's just personal feeling, and and it's nothing against Julius Randle, like as a as a basketball player or anything like that. Just I, I think that. I don't want to say the experiment has ended because it, it where we're what three years in, and I think you know you had to pay Julius Randle when you paid him, and everything. So he, I'm you know I'm fine with him. Just I, I think Obi is um is the better answer for what the Knicks are trying to do. Um, they they want to get younger, they want to they want to get faster, uh, they want they want to be more vertical. So you know, um. Uh, I'm still very excited for um. I'm still very excited for the for the Knicks, um. Yeah, I mean it, it's basketball. I, I think one thing that, I I think Twitter, like many things, has ruined basketball for me, in the way that um, how how people talk about things, is um. Exhausting, maybe. Like, I... Yeah. It's just very, very exhausting. And, um... And and it makes me, like, not want to interact with the sport as much just because I know this is what, um... This is what, like, analysis looks like on some levels. Like, you know, there... uh, A lot of... A lot of, um the base level analysis looks, looks like Twitter nonsense. So like, Ooh. that's what, that's what basketball analysis looks like on TV sometimes and, and everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, um, where I'm, I'm just burned out, like burned, burned out is just the way I feel about basketball very often. And I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to be in a post 24 seven, uh, <laughs> news, uh, News era when it comes to when it comes to sports, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to worry about getting a uh, getting a watch or or shams um, a watch or shams notification at three o'clock in the morning. Like I I don't care about that anymore. Like I'll I'll wake up and find it.
1: Yeah, it it you know when it comes to the Knicks, right? Like during the Donovan Mitchell thing, I was like mm-hmm. one of the very few people. That I like the idea of Jalen and Jalen and D. Mitch with Obi and IQ and RJ. I, think real, I liked it. Now, I like it. That like I liked it going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like I really I just think if you just if you if you can keep if you well if you keep Obi, but if you if you if you keep Obi, like I like if you keep Obi and RJ, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because it looks it looks fresh. It looks new. Uh D-Mitch plays a lot of minutes. And like Tom Thibodeau makes his players play a lot of minutes. Right. right. I just like that look. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's you know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot, it's up it's vertical bats, it's up down. Like there's a lot of movement. Movement with, right. with right. Julius there, like it's a lot of stop start. Yeah. Right.
2: And yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, I, I was excited about the idea of, uh, Brunson and, uh, and Mitch. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll always, I'll always have love for Mitch. Cause like he, he's, he's also from the 914. He's, uh, he's not from the same area of the 914 as me, but he's from the 914. He, uh, He's a Mets fan. His pops works for the Mets every So you know he and he's close in, in age. So like he's he's always someone that like um I'll always think of when I think of like oh he's just like me for real like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he went from uh, he went from Kentucky or he went from New York to Kentucky just like I did except he went to Louisville. So you know it, it's just one of those things where it's just like yeah it's, uh, the parallels are really cool when I just when well, I think well, of. Yeah, I the parallels are really cool when I think of uh when I think of him and and kind of not how I view myself, but just like you know, just like someone I can think of and be like, yeah, that that's that's just like me. Like he's he, it's the same the same interest and everything like that, which I which I think is really, really cool. But yeah, I, I like the idea. Um it, it's funny because uh I think we get to a point with all um volume scores. Where we're kind of just sick of volume scores, like, and I, I think we're at that point with Donovan Mitchell. It's like, yeah, he can't, you know, he he hasn't won anything, blah blah blah, and and people really get into into this whole uh, playing down of volume scores and everything like that, despite you know them still doing really impressive things. Like I, I think Donovan Mitchell is very impressive to be scoring the way he does and being elect as electric as he is. At the height he is, he's disgustingly, disgustingly athletic. So, like, you know, it's its just really cool when I, when I think – like, having a guy like that in the garden who's, like, as personable, is connected to New York in the same way as a lot of New Yorkers and everything like that, I, I you know, I don't know what the success would have looked like on the basketball court, but I do think it would have made for a, a happy product for a lot of fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's short. But it's just like it's, he's short, but I don't think I don't think with JB that he'd have been ball dominant, and I think mm-hmm. I, and I think you get I think if you get if you if you ship Julius to Utah, you get a very energetic, rejuvenated, fully starting over over topper. You
2: know I saying? will never advocate for shipping a black man to Utah.
1: I no Listen, but, I know. not What. His wife is white though, so he'll be fine.
2: But she actually went to Kentucky, yeah. She's uh she was uh yeah. she was a Miss Kentucky, they, I think. They'd be all right.
1: They'd be fine.
3: I
2: agree, they'll be perfectly fine, but I will never advocate to send a black man to Utah. But if I did, I would be fine with that. Yeah. You know, like I'll I'll live.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Plus Julius like he like he like, he, like like attack the fans. <laughs> just yeah, like, right. you, don't, you, don't, you don't do it. You don't attack me, fans. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not even like love, hate. It's just it's just the, yeah, he's there. <laughs> Ass relationship. That's the relationship. He's over there. He's over there. Mm-hmm. I agree. For the, first, for the first time in what? A decade and a half? The Knicks look to have a more promising season than the goddamn Celtics, but
2: <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think the Celtics are. I think the Celtics are lost, but I think the Celtics are are talented. They're very talented. Like they just came off of NBA Finals. Yes, and honestly, I'm not going to say anything about what what could be going on with Udoka or anything like that because. I don't know. I don't really want to know. Um I don't you know it's, it's and I think all of us learn from from um a lot of situations that came with um the former WWE chairman whose whose name I will not invoke on uh on your podcast. Um
1: Ooh, uh Stephanie's dad?
2: yes, yes,
1: yeah yeah, yeah
2: yeah i I won't say his actual name, but, yeah. um, you know you you just gotta see, but from a coaching standpoint, I will say i I'm not sure I'm going to cry at the loss of someone who decided to play drop coverage. Versus Stephen Curry.
3: You know? Uh, like Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey.
2: (laughs) That's how I feel personally. I wouldn't cry about it. I would not cry about it. Do I think he's an elite coach? Absolutely. Do I think he is an elite coach who made a very stupid decision? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, you know, I'm not going to cry about it per se. But I understand – um, I understand why people are upset about losing him. But, yeah,
1: you know? Yeah. My, thing is, my thing is, like – my thing is I usually give – I usually give my teams, like, very I, – I, I'm very honest about my teams. I give my teams very honest expectations. hmm Like – for two years in a row, I have said the Carolina Panthers will win seven games. And they they have proceeded to do everything except be a team that can win seven games. And, and, and I'm, I, I've never wanted to, like, you ever, like, I've never had the urge to, like, big boot somebody. Mm-hmm. But Baker and Matt Rule have have made it to the top of the list. Because, I give
2: Matt Rule more, more, um, grace just because I don't really think he's ever been given much good to work with with the Panthers, like which is unfortunate. I, but like, look, I,
1: I, I can, I, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. But see, it, see, I'll give you that, and I understand that. But Baker, see, it's see, it's like. It's like is is like I I've never been a fan of the white boys that think everybody's against them because they because they they're they're always going to think everybody is against them. Like married, fine ass wife, three kids, everybody's against them. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. So like, right. So it's like when we got Baker, I'm like all right. I was like, we can go out here and win seven games. Give them like fifty-five million dollars, but mm-hmm. <laughs> fifty—not a year in totality. I, not a year after we just gave Sam Donald sixty million dollars for what reason I don't know.
3: Yeah, but you know what
1: I'm saying? It's when, when the one thing I love about the number one thing I've always loved about the Carolina Panthers. Is first of all the colors, second of all, the culture of North Carolina. Period, I love North Carolina, and third, my favorite group of my team has always been my receivers mm-hmm. because we've always had really likable, promising receivers. Like, we've always, like, through the of course, we had Steve Smith scene through the Jake DeLon days. And then we had a good receiving core alongside with him. Cam, Cam came. We had Greg Olson, Devin. Like we, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. We had right, some receivers. And now this with this crew with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and somebody made a take that DJ Moore might be the best receiver in the league, depending strictly off of the numbers he's produced. With the quarterbacks he's played for, DJ DJ Moore had thirteen hundred yards last season. Thank with he? with Sam Donald, half of Cam, well, not even half, thirty two percent of Cam, Newton. right? Uh, Kyle Allen and PJ Walker put up thirteen hundred yards. Matt Rome produced the offense last season, where four receivers had a thousand yards. See Yes,
2: that's that doesn't yes. that doesn't sound right, but like it's yes. it's right, but it doesn't sound right.
1: Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so it's like okay, I was like, oh, so so we get Baker, and I'm just like okay. Okay, his rookie season, he went twenty-seven touchdowns, fourteen picks. If, I said, if he could just do that, I would be fine with this season. Twenty-seven tubs, twelve picks, seven wins—a bounce-back season from CMC. So we can, so so we can. Oh yeah,
2: them. none of that's happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, so we can convince some team somewhere.
2: To take that guy, yeah, no, yes, yeah, please. yeah, yeah no. I
1: love, but I love, like I said, I love him so much.
2: You know, I love CMC him. is. <laughs> I love him so you much. know how every how I said earlier, everyone gets sick of uh of scoring guards yes. or volume scores. Everyone gets sick of running backs too, and that's just yes, yes. You probably that's just the law of the land.
1: About, you probably feels
2: the way about Zeke at twenty seven right now. I. Yeah, uh, as a Cowboys fan, because just Zeke. I'm...
1: Ezekiel Elliott is is he is in the at twenty seven years old. He is in the the fifteen carries seventy six yards. <laughs> that's that's all he got.
2: A touchdown and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: all he got. <laughs> that's all he got. Right, right. But right. CeeDee is at least still still. I'd say at right now at best at twenty seven. At right now at best. 1,100 rushing yards, five hundred receiving yards. Still, mm-hmm. at his absolute max, not a thousand, a thousand again. I don't think, I don't think he'll ever do that. Again. But the next three years, like a thousand to twelve hundred yards rushing, four hundred to five hundred yards receiving for at least three seasons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can hey, just put put up a put up a Pro Bowl season, so somebody can just take you. From a some please somebody,
2: yeah, it ain't happening, buddy.
1: Yes, that's what I'm saying and I I, would, look, him. I love him so much. Yeah. So I love him so somebody. I just, I was just like, man, look, I would look. I was, I was at the beginning, and I was like, look, he have a good season. I'd be like, I call Pete Carroll, be like, what you want to do, right? Which, what do you want to do? You can have him for like, give me a fourth. And two fifths, you can take him. You can take him, but with 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 a, because I'm thinking that Baker Mayfield will give me competent quarterback play, but no.
2: No.
4: No.
1: But no. DJ Moore has to talk to, ask to answer answer questions from the media about the wide receivers need to get open. No, no, not after four of them had a thousand receiving yards last
2: year.
1: Yep. five quarterbacks. So it was like, just, it's like I and it's and and like and people don't talk about this much, but no matter how good Baker could have been, I just felt like I felt like he he's like one of those people like he'll bring bad energy, and I just feel like he the moment we got him I was just like if he's not competent. It's gonna bring a lot of bad energy,
3: right? To the, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying
1: to a to a at to a at best. To me, it could be a top ten offense. Like to me, it would be a top can, top ten offense alongside like a top fifteen to twenty defense. That's why I say seven to eight wins because we're average, right? Because we're average, so it's just I'm just like eh, one and three. It's not gonna get any better. I don't. It's not gonna get any better. We haven't played Tom yet. We haven't. We beat the Saints. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Not nine wins will win that division.
1: Yeah, we beat the Saints, but like I'm just like trying to see a path where we can get to seven, be seven and ten. But like from this point forward, Baker Mayfield would have to go six and seven. <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh wow, right? I'm like I'm not optimistic at all, but it's like. To me, it's like I need, I need both. I need, I need, I need Matt Rue to go back to college. I need Baker and Sam. Rohn. I just need to just, 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 just wipe the slate with the, with our coach quarterback situation, right? Yeah, you know I'm saying, and like, so I'm gonna ask you: Do you, do you keep Dak sitting down until Cooper Rush loses? Hell no! <laughs> People keep saying that. Hell no. Some because I I talked to one of my homies. They was like, "Look, we play, we play Philly, and we play. Who y'all got next week? The Rams. Yeah. You got the Rams and Philly. If Cooper Rush wins those next two games, you might as well. I was like, no. Hell no. I was like, No. <laughs> like, no. Help. Bring. Man. I don't care if he wins the next four. Man, look, man, look, okay, look,
2: look, 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 look. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It's cute. It's a cute idea. He
1: win them next two games. He's somebody giving him some money.
2: Someone was gonna give him money anyway. Exactly. It's a cute idea. It ain't happening. Will they beat the Rams? Maybe. Will they beat the Eagles? Maybe. But come on, over Dak. <laughs> like we. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Cowboys fan, regrettably. Like, if you want to talk about a team that I am not invested in for a team that I am a fan of, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, because like, they're fine, whatever. They're, they're going to do what they do. I'm 28 years old. They have been bad for 26 years of my life. And the two years they weren't bad, I was an infant and can barely remember the fact that they, that they won a championship. Like, I saw pictures of my father celebrating the fact that they won. But, like, come on, bro. We are not going to sit Dak Prescott for Cooper fucking. Like, And I, the the biggest problem with the Dallas Cowboys is the complacency and thinking that Dak, Dak Prescott is better than he is. Like, I'm a huge Dak Prescott fan. Uh, he's probably my favorite quarterback. That has ever played for the Cowboys, like in my entire life. Granted, that's only like four or five of them, but still, he's my favorite. (laughs) He's my favorite. So, like, all they have to do is keep it simple. They really just need to keep it simple because, like, football is not a complicated game. You don't you don't run side to side you you run up and down you throw the ball to someone who's open like that may sound like an oversimplification of shit but like come on
1: <laughs> yeah it's like uh yeah cuz like people are like oh I am about Cooper rush until like Aaron Donald gets loose and bow! Yeah, like come on <laughs> like, until like until like he throws a until like he throws a bullet Right to Jalen Ramsey. What happens
2: after that? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Just thing. That happens every year. You yeah. cry for a different quarterback. You say, "Why'd you pay Zeke that much?" You say, "Hey, who, who the hell is, uh, who the hell did they trade whatever wide receiver here for?" You, it's the typical cowboy stuff. Why the hell is, why the hell is Mike McCarthy still coaching? You know, like, come on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We know the Cowboys. I know well, the Cowboys. Well, why
1: still. the hell is Mike McCarthy? Still? <laughs> that is
2: a legitimate uh, man. It's because Jerry Jones has such a big ego that he he made this decision. He made the decision that he wanted Mike McCarthy to coach when they lost that game uh the the De- the des bryant uh the des bryant no catch catch mm-hmm. in in green bay jerry jones made the decision that day i want mike mcarthur to be my coach he didn't he didn't think about anything else he said i want that guy mm-hmm. and he waited and he waited and he waited and he kept a terrible coach and he wasted primes he wasted he wasted rookie contracts he wasted he wasted defenses, he wasted offensive lines, and he said, "I want that guy," and then he got that guy. And who did that guy turn out to be? Fat Jason Garrett. That's he, who that guy uh, turned out to be.
1: He, he, need, they, he need to he, he need to be he need to be very be very picky with his decision making because Micah Parsons could easily be new generation fucking Demarcus Ware. I agree. Uh, as he, great as he is, as great as he is, just he was there for twelve years. He left, and went to a, and got a Super Bowl. Like it happens. <laughs> it happens.
2: I'll say it like this: If if Sean Payton isn't on call by what's today, October fourth, if Sean Payton hasn't gotten a call by November by Thanksgiving something has gone terribly wrong.
1: That's another thing. That's another thing. People think people think Jared Jones would just people think Jerry Jones just hire Sean Payton. You don't understand. Sean Payton is in the same ilk as Jimmy Johnson. Those are football people. And when it yeah. comes to when it comes to their 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 team Nobody's gonna tell him what to do. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna tell.
2: And that's why he won't. That's it's exactly terrible. why he won't. That's exactly why he won't.
1: because Sean Payton is gonna go. If I'm gonna be here, I need to be running things. Yep. Which means on on draft night, I'm me, not you, are making these decisions. Yep. Not did you. Did you see,
2: uh, did you see the Reggie Bush conversation? Um, on I I don't know what podcast I I don't. Watch or listen to many. I think
1: I, was, I I haven't watched the whole thing. I think I saw a clip.
2: Yeah. Uh. Re, uh Reggie Bush was talking about. Uh. Yeah. We want to go to the Jets. Uh. You know. Agent says. Uh. Yo. are we're, we're not. Uh, the Dolphins are drafting me number one. Blah blah blah. He gets a call from Sean Payton. Sean Payton says. I'm drafting you. His agent says no. And Sean Payton says yes I am and hangs up the phone.
1: He was like fuck you. Yeah. In a
2: perfect world Sean Payton calls Jerry Jones says, hey, I'm doing this. Jerry Jones says, no you don't. And Sean Payton says fuck you. Yes, I am.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it. The crazy thing about it. Even if that decision wins the Cowboys the Super Bowl. It was it was not Jerry Jones' decision,
2: and that's he why he'll never do it. About it. That's,
1: he might that's be,
2: why he'll never do it.
1: He is, oh, and that's the crazy thing is he is too old to be acting like that. He did that once. He'll do it again.
2: It's, so I think it was last year Jerry Jones was talking very candidly about um, how how he felt about how stubborn he is about how stubborn he is when it comes to when it comes to these decision makings and why he regrets a lot of it he's like yeah i've wasted a lot of years i've gotten rid of some good coaches i've gotten rid of some good players because i wanted to have an ego and you would think that as a person towards the What's who seems to be towards the end of his life, you know? God for God forbid. Um, yeah, 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 you you would think something would change, but it's very possible, probable that it won't. And I hate to say this that Jerry Jones will no longer will no longer live and he will feel like the failure that he absolutely has been because he can't get out of his own way, which is unfortunate, but that is part of the program, which is unfortunate. Like, you know, it, and it sucks to, to see it's, it sucks to see people get towards, you know, this stage of their life and, and they see that uh, and they see that, They've only gotten in their own way for for a good amount of their lives,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: if he continues to do it, I can't feel bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and so yeah, it's just like it's it's just like when you when you deal with somebody that's stubborn, it's only it's only gonna bring people it's only gonna bring people that will listen to that stubbornness over. But like as soon as you get somebody that combats your stuff and it, you wanna get all mad like not, right. Like not from you are fam. like just as a person, you are too old to be making football decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like you are too old. Right. You know what I'm saying? Jerry Jones was like sixty-five. I could I you know what I'm saying, I to understand. Twenty years ago I understood those decisions. But he's eighty. It's fucking A uh this is You can't be you can't be you can't be making <laughs> general manager decisions on people born in the year two thousand and two. <laughs> you
2: you just don't know ball anymore, bro. Like yes. when, whatever you think you know, you probably like do I Michael Parsons, I was I I was iffy on that decision and I will admit that I was iffy on that decision, but it was one of those things where it's just like, uh, you know, you look at the tape and everything like that, and it's like, you know what? Go for it. Why not? And it turned out great. But you know, it's just... <sighs> I was done with Jerry Jones when he took Taco Charlton over uh, over, over TJ Watt. That's, that's when I knew I was done.
1: That's hilarious.
2: That's that's when I knew I was done.
1: That's hilarious. It, it, common sense tells me, tells me. JJ Watt has has won back to back Defensive Player of the Year. His little brother can't be that bad. <laughs> you know, what I'm
2: saying? You his, know?
1: Little, his little brother can, will at least make what five Pro Bowls if, if, if fully held?
2: At least,
1: JJ. <laughs> J. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: JJ J. Watt. Do you know? Do you know what JJ Watt did? Uh, the this past week, his heart oh, yeah, stopped.
1: Oh, yeah, he, yeah, his, he, his his heart skipped a beat.
2: His heart stopped, and he said, "Hey, I'm just gonna start it again." And that was it. That was it. Yeah, that's... and I don't understand. And and he played football. Like, I I, I don't get it.
1: Now they now now the, letting him back on the on the field is a whole different discussion in itself. That's a whole the discussion.
2: the NFL shouldn't exist as the body that it does currently. We know that much.
1: <laughs> yes, that decision, that decision there was that's a doozy. But I see other than that, yeah, yeah. that was. But but yeah, nah. So like it's just Yeah, Jerry Jones is crazy. You've been you've been watching uh you've been consistent with wrestling in the past like the past few months.
2: That's, past few years, yeah. Um yeah, not, not NXT but um nah,
1: you don't gotta watch that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the 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 angles on NXT bother me because uh it's not you know, obviously it's a developmental situation. So the angles can't be the same. Um yeah, the angles can't be the same with, with with everything. So yeah. But yeah, no. Uh wrestling, yeah. Super, super consistent. Uh every Monday, every Friday. Super excited for um for extreme rules this weekend.
1: I gotta work a festival this weekend, so
2: I'll watch Monday. Uh Austin City Limits?
1: Yes. I got- nice. Yes, I have to. Hopefully they put me on that the stage with scissor closes So i <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can. you know what I'm saying, so I can enjoy myself. Right. Last yeah, year, no. Last year was fun. Last I've been year,
2: to one Austin City Limits. I think it was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen? I believe so. It's when Chance the Rapper headlined.
1: Mm, yeah,
2: I'm when Chance the wow. Rapper headlined, and then I lived in, uh, <laughs> then I lived in Austin in 2017 for a little bit. He uh, did? 17-
3: yes, I did.
1: I
2: yeah, I lived, uh, you know, where the cave, where all the bats come out, like, uh, end of summer, beginning of fall? hmm I was in that area. Oh, wow, Yeah. I-, I love Austin. It-, it was really, really cool area. Um, really, really dope. Just, um, it's it kind of feels like a town that never grows up oh it, it's, it's not yeah. yeah it's like a uh i i think the way my my mom had described it she was like yeah it's kind of just like a, a hippie town it's just like you you smoke weed all the time you go to the bars all the time and it's a nice place to live in your in your 20s and early 30s but when you want to start a family like you kind of still live in Austin, but you get away from Austin. So yeah, I I liked it enough to be there. I didn't love it enough to stay there, but it was cool.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the I think the thing about this this city is like I'm very much a laid back person. So half of Austin, kind of like kind of like I just I just miss out on. Them, but like the thing about it is like. Every area is its own subsection. So Absolutely. Every, every area is like its own little fucking town. And uh, yeah, every area is like its own town. And so I just, you know what I'm saying? You'll be in one area, and like every area. Like I've had family here for years since I was young. And so I've watched Austin, like, change vastly. Even five years ago, it was vastly different. When you live.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, if you pulled up to this motherfucker, now you look, you look totally fucking different. Right. But when I was growing up, we used my cousins who, from here, they lived right at the be- like, right at the beginning of it. So, like Palmer, like, Palmer Lane and Burger Lane. And those areas used to have it. They had their own grocery stores, their own... Elementary, middle, high schools to the point to where, like, you don't ever have to leave this area. And then probably 10, 10, 15 miles down, it was the same thing. Right. Like, section, like, Round Rock was a whole section. But, like, now because there's, like, and, you know what I'm saying? To so the point we would come down here and you'd never have to go downtown. And for mm-hmm. one, you never have to go downtown. But now... It's like eight nine highways. You're always downtown. You know what I'm saying. Get you know what I'm saying. Getting downtown take you a couple of minutes and shit like that. So it's like it's so much to do. It's like so many areas as well. You know what I'm saying. And it's like, and like I love. I just you know what I'm saying. I I like it. <laughs>
4: it's
1: it's very much a place I'm living. And not a, not a place I would call my home.
4: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? I feel I feel like my home is a is a is a is a smidge more laid back, a smidge, just a little bit, right? Just a little bit, not too like you know what I'm saying, not completely like laid back. That's what I grew up around. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what I grew up like in a city where there's just nothing but like high school football and entertainment. So it's like so it's like it's very fast it's so much to do there's uh, I'm ai I just realized like, I got I follow this like I follow this this like media company called Rooster Teeth that's out here
2: oh I know Rooster Teeth they did uh, Ruby
1: oh. yeah yeah
2: I totally know Rooster Teeth
1: yeah they're like that's fun um, I, yeah, the, the Rusevice is fun. Uh, the motherfuckers from RDC world live out here. Um, yeah, I forgot all, they're also awesome. all the celebrities have houses down here. Mm-hmm. Magic if I is the owner of the soccer team. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and then like doing security work is fun because mm-hmm. uh, the security work is fun because everybody's, Harry Styles just did six shows here. I
2: he did, did 15 five. up in, uh, he did 15 up in Madison Square Garden. Jesus. Yeah, my fr- I actually had a friend who, uh, she went to six of his 15 residency shows. Mm-hmm. And she, like, she is absolutely a hairstyle standard. Just like you're insane. I I couldn't imagine.
1: Yeah, I'm just like I was just like yo. Yeah, he did He did six. I, cause I was like, when I saw six, I was like, why six here? Because I could see if it was like LA. I was like, why six here? And then you get to day one. I was like, yeah, it's packed here. But then day two is the same commotion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then like, day three is the same. And day yeah, four is the same. Yeah, I'm like, and day well, five is like, the same. Yeah.
1: I'm like, well, and, and you're talking to a person who listens to these songs. I listen to these songs. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> what what is it? You know, I was just like, I was like, I mean, I guess he's just I get I guess he's just the one direction member of the of I think he's just the one out of those five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is crazy because four of them produce platinum It's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. It's ridiculous. <laughs> how like I like these motherfuckers are like out here like this. So it's like they're like One Direction is like with like One Direction is like white new edition. They've just they've <laughs> spawned, like they spawned so much success. I'm like, oh my right. god, this is crazy. Right. This shit is crazy, but nah, but nah it's but nah, that's that shit is that shit was pandemonium. And now they didn't calm down like motherfuckers like Carol G. Motherfuckers like, like like oh oh in between Harry Styles was 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 uh, Florence and the machine and they sold Ooh. that shit out. I was like great spot great yeah. great fucking spot. Wow. Yeah but yeah it was yeah busy ass week busy 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 busy
2: I mean, hey, like I said, Austin is a it's a na- it's a nice spot. Um, I have a, I have a friend going to Austin City Limits this year. I Thought about going, but I couldn't I couldn't swing it this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a,
1: it's, a, it's a fucking lot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's 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 weird. it's like I did it. I did all six days last year, and mm-hmm. the first day is the longest and the hardest because like you don't know. What you're doing. Yeah, but the but the second day is kind of okay, and Sunday is the most chill day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like you know, what I'm saying not too many people go there. Not too many people go on Sundays, right? Well, like the pair will
3: be there this year. Very excited yeah, for that.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Saturday is like the first day everybody wants to see everything, mm-hmm. and then the second day. And then the second fucking day. Like everybody knows who they want to come see so they come at that time to see that person. Mhm. And then Sunday, Sunday is kind of the same same type of shit when it comes to that. When it comes to that. But it you know what I'm saying? Like you really just get to like you really just get paid to enjoy music all day.
2: I feel that. I am uh I went to my first non hip hop festival last weekend. Oh, last weekend, yeah, last weekend in Louisville. It was uh, Louder Than Life. I saw uh, I saw Jack Black and Kyle Gass, Tenacious D. Um, I saw Kiss. Um, who else did I see? I don't remember most of the bands I saw. I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some classic acts, just some real cool stuff that um that I don't think I would have ever gone to see otherwise. Mm. So yeah, me. You, music festivals are super hit or miss for me, but this one was cool.
1: Yeah, cause you know I do. You know, I, you know, doing these concerts and shit, like you, you just you get a you get a vibe for who's who. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then mm-hmm. like, and then like, you get these no name bands that you just discover, you just make you listen to them, and then you go check their music, and it's actually good. You know what I'm saying? So, so, see we we're we got two we got two months left in here. So, give me give me five albums of 2022 that like
2: right, that are your favorite of this year. That
1: are my favorites of this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're the genre.
2: um okay so it's not gonna it's not gonna count as a 2022 album because it was a re-release but um the not the mixtape about uh more about nothing from Wale. Yes that that will always go up. Um you know i i can't say enough about seinfeld i can't say enough about um yeah i can't say enough about seinfeld i can't say enough about um wale positively that makes that you know will that will talk about like how how creative and how prolific i i think wale is mm-hmm. when it comes to when it, when it comes to all of this like it's it's just one of those things where um the music speaks for itself and Wale will always have yeah he'll, he'll always have that spot uh when it, when it comes to me when it, when we talk about like music that that will I'll always love um mm-hmm. Renaissance from Beyonce obviously
1: Jesus Christ
2: yeah like there's there's no way to get around um mentioning Beyonce because she's Beyonce, you know, Absolutely. um, classic album. I'd say great transitions, great album, just magnificent. Um, let's see. I will probably say, um, this is going to be kind of out of left field one. Uh, the hum goes on forever by the wonder years. It is, uh, the wonder years is my favorite band. Um, they're my favorite band of all time. Um, they are so much my favorite band that I very much identify with them and their music and everything. And, um, on my right arm, I have, uh, the Halloween scene from Charlie Brown, where Charlie Brown gets a rock and he's dressed as a ghost. And the quote under it says, I spent this year as a ghost, which is like one of their taglines from one of their other albums. So whenever the wonder years releases an album, um, that always makes it into one of my favorites um you know it and it's it's definitely like high school me you know like punk rock niche music that like that people like they see I listen to they're like what it's like I wouldn't think you listen to that it's just like yeah I totally do um so that's three, that's yeah, three. three. okay um let's see let's see let's see Ooh, gonna put out DS4 forever this year. Not a favorite, but it was really good.
1: Free 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 YSL, please.
2: Yeah, free YSL. Free free Sergio. You. Free Sergio and uh and, and Jeffrey. We need them. Um, Dawn FM. That is absolutely up there.
1: People said so much negative things about that album, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? This People is-
2: would complain about being alive if they could. It's like you know people just like to complain about things over and over and over again. And I I just don't get it. Um so you know the Don Fm is great.
1: I yeah, is the don't, don't explain Don FM. Don FM is the album by the weekend that will have songs that you will hear for the remainder for children like the next generation
4: mm-hmm.
1: and the 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 sounds of it
4: mm-hmm. you
1: like out of time out of time is going to be in commercials for the next 100 years
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i'm saying like take my breath like just the sounds of that album you're going to hear yep Long is is longer than he like exists. You know what I'm saying. It's very much like if you get like like as far as like as far as like business talk, right? Mm -hmm. You give a label full complete control over one of one of your albums. If you're the weekend, it's that one, right? It's done because four or five of these songs are gonna be placed in like (laughs) everywhere,
2: right? You're, like, you're going to hear that every time you go somewhere. Yeah, and... There's no getting away from it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you can could, you could own everything else, but this one, no. Y'all can use this. Use these records and just place them everywhere for the next 200 fucking years. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. Still, still to this day, Blinding Lights yep. is as good as it was. The first, the
2: first time I heard it. Every single it, time, yes.
1: That, and that's the, like, in the... And... Of this decade so far, that's that's my number one song. Of this decade so far, because every single time I hear it, I it's
2: I never time. get sick of it. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll yeah. It it'll it'll take a lot for me to get sick of it hearing that song like in the way that I hear the song, it, it it's gonna take a lot for me to get sick of that song.
1: Because like first, I, it's perfect. At first I thought it was a, a sample. At first I thought the weekend sampled uh that take on me song.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I thought. I was like, oh then I was like, oh, this is original. I was like, oh, this is even better. This is even better. But yeah, yeah, Every time, every no matter where I'm at, no matter if it comes up on shuffle, no matter from outside, when that song comes on, oh we are we're, we're having a great
2: time. Yeah. I'd say uh that that's that's cocaine in the bathroom music.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: That's exactly what that it's, is. That's, yeah. uh, as I say, that's, that's you throw up, you do a bump, and you kick the door down, and everyone's like, hey. And if, yeah. if life was a movie, that's the song that's playing. Cause you're going on the wildest bend of your life after that one.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that TV show you got coming out might be, might not be shit. It might, but it might have good, re- good soundtracks come out it. It might, that's, that should, it might be horrible. But that right. song might be amazing. Right. But um. That, that was, that was album views. three, right? That was five. Those five of you.
2: No, I was saying with with that. I think that was album four. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So I got one more. Ooh. Okay. Um. <sighs> it feels wrong not saying it, so I, I guess I'll give it an honorable mention. Oh, uh, the cool kids.
1: Mm, I have yet to listen to that.
2: Ooh, love Cool Kids. Oh yeah, always love Cool Kids. Uh, I think it's called and then shit got weird.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, always
2: yeah. love Cool Kids. That's like they are, they are, uh, they're essential to my formative years as a uh, as a weirdo. Like I, like when when people, I I don't even remember what people were listening to and like. Two thousand seven and two thousand. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what people were listening to when I was in middle school, but I was totally to listening to cool kids like skating, and like I was cool with like people. I, I wasn't like one of those weirdos, but I was definitely weird enough to uh, to be on the yeah like cool kids side of rap, and people would look at me like, "Who the fuck are the cool kids?"
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. Yeah, cool. Ooh. Uh fifth is Ramona Park broke my heart by Vince Staples.
1: mm mm-hmm. yes. yeah. Yes.
2: yeah, that, that there, there's nothing else that, that comes out this year or that's come out this year that, that has made me say, like, oh, this is yeah. no nah, Ramona Park broke my heart. I, I think that's one of those albums that um you know you hear it and Vince Staples is just so good at Painting pictures with words and being incredibly vivid about everything and his experience. Yeah, Ramona, Ramona Park broke my heart. Is, is is one of those where um, it's that's it. Like that's that's the one. That's that's probably the best album I'll hear this year. He's,
1: the crazy thing about it is he has, a, he, has a, he has two skill sets most people don't have. He's very eloquent in rapping about gang banging. And rapping about being a like not wanting to be a part of it no more. Mm-hmm. So like, so like you so like you like you go you go hell like he has he has like four projects, he has like four very, very, very good projects. And I go hell can wait, I go summertime or six, I go Vince Stables, and i go run the Park of my heart. And Hell can wait, people like Stolen Loot, Stolen Youth and the Shine Coachings too right but as far as like official like studio projects like it's those four for me and hell can wait it's very like blue suede fucking limos fuck. like it's just so many songs it's very descriptive about his youth
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i'm saying and like you get to vinston i mean she, i mean big fish big fish has some some joints i like you know F- big fish and- reminded me of Jesus. Yeah, Big Fish has some joints so I like. Uh FM is real is real is real like it's a good time. It's very much a good time. Don't Uh-oh. get
2: chipped is one of my favorite records.
1: Yes. Yeah, but Vince Staples and Ramon Park broke my heart is it's him transitioning like it's him growing up. It's very much a dope. You know what I'm saying? It's he doesn't how he raps on Vince Staples part Ramon, he doesn't he not ra he, he's not rapping like that on helping in the summertime or six you know what I'm saying you could tell but the rapping in health way the summertime or six is very good too mhm, you know what I'm saying so like yeah so he's aging properly with his music, which is fun
2: yeah i i'll always the the people who the the Odd Future rap era and like California is Motown
1: is what I, I call them California Motown
2: because that's pretty accurate. Steve
1: Lacey has the number one record in the country right now, The California Motown.
2: <laughs> right, right, yeah, Um yeah. That's you know the the Odd Future music group collaboration, whoever that. That's the group that. There, they so much of that music has been a part of the defining moments of my life and kind of just the definitions before I am as a person. Like I, I was talking to uh, a friend the other day <clears throat> and I was saying, like, you know, I would love to apologize for Steve, like to Steve Harvey if I had ever meet him, because like for years, years, I would literally just yell, fuck Steve Harvey, because <laughs> like Tyler, the creator said it. And and like, it was, it. I don't know why I was yelling "fuck Steve Harvey," but like I, I believed it. Mm. Like I'm, I, I totally believed it. And like the other day, I, I was having a really, really, really good day. So like when when I'm having a really good day, I I get stupid. Like I I'm <clears throat> I'm ADHD. Like I'm I'm all over the place.
3: Same.
2: So like I'm like when when I get really happy I uh am I'm, I'm yelling lyrics I'm I'm jumping up and down and everything like that and I like and I just want to yell and I wanted to like go into like a crowded space and and yell Troncat lyrics. I wanted to yell I'm awesome and I fuck dolphins. Like I I don't know why. Like that's just like like that was just the lyric on my mind that day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like you know what Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's your five with an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Let, me give mine, let me give mine. Let me give mine. So in no specific order, of course I'll go. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna just well, I'm, well, 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 run apart, bro. My hardest renaissance of course, of course. I won't even count this because I just listen to it every day. But if I can go five, I'll go. So I go two thousand by Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. Very much a very good sequel to nineteen ninety nine. Also, 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 the good thing about Joey is as he's gotten older, he's gotten more palatable. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes, because like sometimes, like some projects or some like some projects like with Joey, they for me specifically have been a hard listen. Because like right. Yeah, "For okay. the Cash"
2: was a uh, was a uh, was a hard lesson for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I love 1999. I love Summer Nights. His debut album was very good. "All American Badass" was a lot, right? <laughs> it was a lot, but 2000 very much, a very, very, very good, very good lesson. You know what I'm saying? Jim and I writes by Steve Lacy. Very just mad groovy is mad, mad groovy. You know, very mm-hmm. much music I expect from a man who's black and Filipino, and living in California. Very right. much, yes, very much. Of course, I never liked you by Future because, because mm-hmm. uh, it's one, because it's one, because number one, uh, number one. Uh, people, people don't want to say, but Future had Future had like five errors.
3: <laughs> right,
1: like you, like it's like I never liked you. Was like it's like yo, this nigga is still good, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's he understands how to put music together, and I think the, I think the young, like street rappers, all of them are fighting for it. To be the next him. Like, a lot of people would be like, who's gonna be the next? Drake. No, 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 no. You can't. There's no, 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 no. That's an anomaly. All the street niggas are fighting to be the their version of what future, their generation's version of future Right. And I never liked you with 16 records before the deluxe with like seven more records, but the, the 16 records, all solid. You know what I'm saying? A very, you know what I'm saying? Wait For You is heat. Chickens is heat. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Love You Better is great. Like, it's very much a very solid album. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? He's still, you know, crazy enough, he still runs Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? He's still number one out of Atlanta, which is crazy. So, so yeah, it's very much enjoyable. It's very, it's damn near my rap album, the year. Rap right album Money yeah. Um a late late entry because it came out like a few weeks ago, like the Forever Story by Jid.
3: Ooh,
2: the Forever Story. I, I do the like Forever your idea. story
1: by Jid. When it see when and you understand what I'm saying. When it comes to these niggas who be rapping just to be rapping, you know what I'm saying? I'm very keen on like how they put together albums, mm-hmm. how they put together songs. Because I, I, I'll i give you leeway from your first project if the majority of what you're doing is just rapping. But as you grow, I want you to you know what I'm saying? like What keeps you around is understanding how to structure songs and how to make and how to rap about something <laughs> that makes sense instead of just rapping for the hell of it. Right. So the Flair Store is, is a very, very good direction in 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 Jid's, you know what I'm saying, Jid's career. Dream for Dreamville as well. Cuz what Cuz I mean even though like Boz has his own fan, I think Jid is the, you know what I'm saying, Jid and Ari Lennox are the direction they should go. You know what I what like saying? Earth
2: Gang. I like Earth Gang a lot. Earth,
1: yeah, Earth Gang, Earth Gang, Earth, Earth Game is awesome too. That, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot to take in with them too. Mm-hmm. At first once you get in there it's really 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 really, really good. Was two thousand? Never liked you, Gemini Writes the forever story. What the last one? One more. Oh yeah, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't. A, it was a twenty twenty two release, but it's a real release. The control deluxe because because just just off the fact that it reminded me that there is nothing, and I mean nothing that has been better than control by silver since it came out.
2: Right. I completely forgot about that. Wow.
1: But and the re- my my t- and I'm talking about art, I'm talking about R&B. Right. By R&B because I get it. I love I love snow. I love I love that project. I love hotels by jazz or It's that's close. That you that would be my number 2. Love hotels. Of course, Summer's two albums are really, really good, but the reason why I Control is so good because from front to back, it's a very refreshing listen. And SZA's writing ability is so hard to explain.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like she's like, she's like R&B, Giannis. <laughs> like the way she appro- like the way Giannis approaches basketball from tip off to the fourth quarter, is how SZA approaches song structure. Because I, because I don't, my favorite song on that project is "Go Gina," because simply off the fact that it's and it's one of those songs where I would have loved to just be a fly on the wall for the making of this song. Cause, I, cause like every time I listen to it, I'm like, "How the fuck did she like? It's like how the fuck did she attack this? This it's like you, it's like watching, it's like watching James Harden's one of J, either James Harden's MVP season or his like season where he averaged like 37 points.
4: Because mm-hmm.
1: it's like, because it's like, how does she write this this way and sing this this? Like, how does she start off with this? You know what I'm saying? Like what what was the beginning process of this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's whether it's the weekend, broken clocks, normal girl, garden, Gojina, fucking
2: Doves in the Wind.
1: Yes. Yes. Like how do you,
2: right. you like, What first you, in that in that process of, of song making?
1: Yes, it's one of this is one of those. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one it's one of those. And like I it's one of those R and B albums. It's it's hard to it's hard to put it as it's hard, very hard to put it as the number one R and B album of the twenty tens. I would say it's top ten, top five. You know what I'm saying? I'd have to do a deeper dive into those albums.
4: <laughs> right.
1: It's a lot of greatness in there. It's a lot of greatness in there. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of uh Kaleidoscope Dream just celebrated a decade. So it, yeah, like it's, right. it's up to, as long as twenty. It's it's in the top ten, but it's just the re-release. She the re-release when she flipped. Come and see me and mm-hmm. shit. The extended, the, the the solo version of fucking uh, love galore. Like it's just, it's just, yeah. It's just a reminder of how good that album is, and how, like, and how like she rightfully so. She has the right to wait five years to put something
2: out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know uh, yeah. You you never want to rush the creative process when it comes to that. And then like, it's just about timing. Like you know, mm-hmm. especially like if you can if you can live off of the success that you already have. You know, there there's no need to rush it. Like, it, especially because a lot of scissors music, like it's or not not a lot of scissors music. Scissors music is very much you know it's it's her it's the ideals of feminism it's the ideals of relationships and it's it's an experience so i you know it, it's hard to put out a sequel to something like that if you're not getting the experience mm-hmm. or the experience is not um it's not as as prominent as what inspired the first one cuz you know like like anyone doing anything mm-hmm. You don't want to, you don't want to put something out, and it be lesser than the quality of work that you know you can do.
1: Mm-hmm. And to SZA's credit, to SZA's credit, probably because of like how music is nowadays, she's like she. It's not like she put out control and she didn't do music with anybody else again.
2: Right, she, she was had, on talent album She, you know, she she made her mark. Yeah, she was she, she was doing stars. things. Yeah,
1: yeah, she got all the stars. She put out, fam, she she put out three, four number one records, and she still hasn't put out a second album.
2: Exactly. So that's about and it's through. like Cardi too. Like Cardi doesn't, uh, she doesn't yeah. put out music a lot, but when she does put out music, it's very much as good as Cardi is as a yes, as an artist.
1: And I think the, and I think a, a good goal. For artists nowadays, is like SZA has SZA has enough music, enough music that enough music that she has a great one hour, you know, seventy five minute set set. You know what I'm saying? She has enough good music to where she can go and travel and just perform that music. Right over there. Same with Cardi. I still think Cardi Cardi needs Cardi needs like another album.
2: Another album would be good. Yeah, chill, chill. Like, the next year,
1: I two more. was, I, would just, I would just, Ain't no four, five, six albums. No, we're not doing that.
2: No, not, hell no.
1: No, like if, like one more, maybe an EP with a big ass record on it. That's it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Brand deals, movies personality just go yeah cardi, cardi like,
2: can yeah. exist being cardi for the rest of her life yeah
1: yeah the next she's... the next 20 like the ne- like yeah she's like really really like at least like no more than two more
3: you yeah she's cool
1: I, and if i was and it's saying the same to me the same like Megan Stallion is once she gets away from all this bullshit once she wins both these cases like if you right th- like make sure she has like, it's very keen when she gets off this label that she goes to a situation that fucks with her. And I would say, it really, really fucks with her. I would say, just do one or two more albums and then, pfft, dip. You know what I'm saying? And no, like, when it comes to female rap, it's like, like, less is more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless you, unless your skill set warrants just more music, like, just more, unless you just want to rap and shit like that, but it's for far as the majority of these girls, less is more. I wouldn't, like, would say, like, like with Lotto, I would be like the maximum you like the maximum I would I would do for her is three or four albums, you know what I'm saying because it's just like with them with the girls it's just like get in get out with the dudes with the dudes it's kind of hard because <laughs> it's kind of hard because like most of the guys are, like rapping on like rapping just everywhere, you know what I'm saying and we're wait like we're waiting on a lot like it's like a lot of artists we waiting on. Right, our age. I'm talking about. This. I'm not talking about the Drakes and the Futures and the Kings. I'm talking about those people. Yeah, I'm of about course. the babies and the savages and the Uzis and the Cardis. Right. And, like we're, we're still like we're still with like like we're still waiting on Uzi. Like little babies coming within in a, week, in a week, and a half. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. still waiting. We're still waiting on to see who takes the mantle and the shit from. You know what I'm saying? From our generation, our age group. Which is why I miss Mac. I miss Mac so much. Because Mac right yeah. now would just be, he would just be moving. Just in a, just in a, he'd just be moving. You know what I'm saying? He'd put out swimming, he'd put out circles. He'd probably put out something else, but he'd just be constantly moving and just making new music.
2: Right. I, I think we were, I, I think we were, uh, we are robbed of a, uh, of a Mac and Anderson Pack album. Like totally. Yes, we're we, going we, back and tie dollar sign album. Or yeah, no, we, we,
1: yeah, we yeah, we yeah. Yeah. He was he, I always go back and read that uh that John Mayer post about how he said the last time we he last time he said so he had finally gotten his band, his 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 he finally got his band, his sound, he was just gonna tour forever. You know what I'm saying? He was just gonna, right. gonna stand like he was He was like, he was in prime position to just put out music and stay on the road for like the next decade of his life. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, that's why, like, that's like my grandmother used to say, addiction is a disease. It's a disease. It's not something you could just, it's not something you could just get rid of because you said, because you said you want to get rid of. That shit is a disease. Right. That shit would creep up on you. Should have creeped on you. You know what I'm saying?
2: yeah yeah uh, uh addiction i i i have you know people in my life who who deal with it and and mm-hmm. friends and and everything and and it's it's one of those things where like the pe- people want help and it's it, it's so hard to get help because like so few people understand what it feels <laughs> like to need something mm-hmm. Yeah, like the idea of needing something or feeling like you need something to function is like that's an insane idea, or it it feels insane, insane
1: idea. Way. But people wrest like people, but people people wrestle with it, knowing the fact that there are things in this life that we need. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are things in this life that we need. We need food. We need water. You know, what I'm saying? so it's right.
2: Spreading. So to to deal with that and have the same feel, like, like, and I, I, I guess I can only attribute it to my experience. Like, I like drinking alcohol. I don't ever need to drink alcohol. Like, I'll say, like, oh, I ha- I'm having a bad day. I want to drink. Not, oh, I'm having a bad day. I need a drink. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where. I I could never fathom where I feel like I need something. And the fact that people feel like that is, I don't want to say it's insane to me, but like it's, it's so incredibly complicated that I wouldn't, like I wouldn't even know the first way to begin, to begin to like sympathize or empathize with someone like that because I, I just don't know what that feeling would feel like?
1: Yeah, and like because I didn't, because I didn't know as well, I was very disingenuous, very dickheadish about shit like that. Because I didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was very disingenuous. And the only thing I'm disingenuous towards still to this day is nicotine, because I, I will, I, will, I I'll fight you. I, I, cigarettes, tobacco, I just, I don't, <laughs> right. I that's just a complete, no, nah, I'm just, no, uh, no, nah, nah, but every, you know, everything else, like, even though I don't, you know I don't do that, I don't do that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what somebody has been through or what they're going through. So, you know what I'm saying? I've grown to like, you know, empathize and sympathize with people who are battling addiction. Right. Yeah. But uh we are hour and forty minutes in. I guess we could just we call it a show. Yeah, man. Thank um, you for having so, me. Yeah, you know, you my dog. You know, you my dog. Um yeah, you my dog. We have a mutual best friend who lives in Florida. I might get her on me. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me she's a whole
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what you're talking about. You tell me she's
1: uh... a she might ruin my life. I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, oh, yeah, she's a terrorist. Great person.
1: <laughs> Fantastic so, person. So um so uh, any uh any any episodes of Section Ain't no Juicy coming soon, or we
2: what we'll are we doing? Um Honestly. Um I don't know. I'm 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 still working. <clears throat> I'm I'm still working towards towards a lot of different things. Um I've been working on my baseball podcast, the Bruise and Baseball Podcast. Of course. Um, I, I've been trying to find a new job. I, you know, the, the creative spaces have been few and far between for me, but I've been, I've been a bit happier kind of taking a step back, but you know, I will get, I'll get work out when, when I, um, yeah, I'll get work out when, when I'm, when, when work is, when work is out. Um, you know, I, I've been pressuring myself less to, to do things and feel like I need to do things. So like, you know, it's, it's fluid. I I've been, I've been trying to get, or I've just been getting back into anime recently because like, I was completely removed from it. Like during my moving process from the East coast to Kentucky and everything. So now like, I'm starting to pick it back up. Now me and my friends are starting to analyze a bit more. So, you know, we're doing, we're we're getting better, we're we're getting better. So hopefully, section eight no jutsu will come back. If not, I'm sure that you know there's other things that I'll work on, yeah. In, in the anime space, but yeah, bruise and baseball podcast, um, that is that's my my love right now. Um, I'll probably put some basketball stuff out. Go back to writing. You know, everyone can find my work at Sid Slide Park S Y D S L I D P R K. Um that's where you can find my tweets, my work, my memes, whatever, my critiques of human existentialism, my tweets about my dating life which is weird but okay. So, you know, that's that's, you know, that's that's my life. Um yeah, you you can find my work there. Um you can give me a follow, you cannot give me a follow, you can block me, you can unblock me. I, you know, I I I just don't I I don't know just you know interact with me I'm I'm very nice to most people most people think I'm very nice um most people also think I'm an asshole so well, it's you, for it's for the side. well most
1: people over 62 like like ourselves we people think we're assholes cuz we
2: I mean yeah I you know it's it's just the way life goes you know you yeah. can, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, I, I think I have a very palatable personality, but some people may feel otherwise. And, you know. you know, I may not be for everyone. So, you know, if you want to follow me, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. If you want to curse me out, just don't do it in front of my friends, you know?
1: <laughs> Before we go, what's your, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about Kentucky?
2: Favorite. um, Ooh, that's hard. Um, I think that I, I'm kind of in a space where I'm in a space where I can be in the city and be in the country at the same time. And it's yeah. really nice for, for my mental, like, um, I, I don't ever feel the need to do certain things anymore, but I also, I also can do certain things. Um, the least, my least favorite part is least favorite part besides
1: Louisville?
2: I, I I live in Louisville, like Louisville is cool.
1: Like, I'm talking about,
2: I'm talking about Louisville oh, oh, bro, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, 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 uh, U, U of L is cool, bro. I, I, I'm so like, I don't, I don't even think about like that anymore. Just like, I, I don't even dislike Louisville, just like it's you know, it's just like I went to UK, so like, I don't, I don't think about it, I don't, I don't think about it unless we're like playing them. Ah, uh, but least favorite thing. Um, I'm super far from my family. Like, mm. and and I'm not far in the sense that like it would like it, it's it's it just feels far from everything. It's not, but it it just feels super far. Like my um, I am, I'm eight hours away from Baltimore, which is fine. Like the only thing between Kentucky and Maryland is West Virginia, which is like. The it, worst it, state
1: of all time.
2: Yeah, by far. Like not not even close. Like by
1: the worst ever. Yeah.
2: West Virginia sucks. Um, but yeah, being super far, but I also live like I I live in a um I live like five minutes away from the airport. So if I want to be anywhere else, I totally can be. Oh bro. Okay. Yeah. So like it's one of those things where um you know. It it is what it is. I I don't hate it. I don't love. it. I, I really love it actually. But I don't hate it. But they, it's it's very hard for me to think about things I don't like about li- living in, in Louisville anymore. Just because like like I said, I've I've found some version of peace here to where I don't necessarily think I am happy, but I do think I am on the ups more than I am on the downs here, which is cool.
1: Mm. Yeah, well that'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it's your boy. It's your boy Dying Loose. Um Thank you. Thank you, brother Sid. You know yeah, saying? no problem, bro. You know what I'm saying? You you know, you're a friend of the show. <laughs> I'm, always gonna have, I'm always gonna have you on. And we will see you guys next week.
0: It's newly summer. Tony Bourdain died. Laying down in the shower, staring up at a broken light There's something screaming out from in my vent at night It's shaking the house, it's trying to get out, it wants to tell me another lie